there's this thing with niggas that get curved by a babe and then they come back and talk about how she's a hoe that doesn't really get to me like if she was a hoe then she'd have probably given it to you or she'd have probably told you to pay up and maybe if you did you'd have gotten some right like honestly i never really get these guys because like why bring down someone's name why tarnish their reputation to the public simply because you didn't get some because well i don't know like i've never really understood what drives people start saying such shit especially if they got curved because if you got curved then that means that she isn't a hoe if anything but anyways i will leave that to chance i might discuss that a little bit later in one of my many local languages karibuni to break time on west side your number one break time podcast coming to you from nairobi kenya the man on the mic is Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a nice deep dive into Twitter. We go and pull up a couple of tweets and we break it down in the realest way possible. And I might as well just do that because we have a bunch of tweets. I'm not going to lie. At some point, I almost thought that this episode wouldn't happen because I don't know. I've, ever since the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's been a lot of political talk on Twitter. And people are going back and forth over the whole president and the deputy president and like the split in the party, blah, blah, blah. For those of y'all that are into politics, I'm not going any farther than this. So if if you feel like turning off, I won't blame you. But if you're not into politics, this is where it kind of ends. So I think this is the part where now you can start tuning back into the type of shit that I talk about. Now, uh, as usual, the tweets are still there. So yes, Tweet Street is still happening. Now to kick us off, there's this thing that people do with with calling a lot but anyways let me just explain the tweet to you yo my friend just got 125 missed calls from the girlfriend i'm still shook 125 how and it's not like she's in danger what do we call that well there's actually a very simple term for that it's called toxicity now for those of you all that don't know what toxicity is i will even start by spelling it for you t-o x-i-c-i-t-y toxicity now if you are toxic as a person or at least if you do something a little too much it becomes poisonous we've all heard that saying we've all heard that proverb and if you are doing it too much as a person then you won't necessarily be called poison per se because now that's just insultive what you will be called nowadays is toxic now people have talked about toxic things time and time again and they are true to a certain degree so there's toxic feminism there's toxic masculinity and in this case it's it's simply being a toxic girlfriend because no word of a lie as much as yes we enjoy communicating with you as much as we probably love you as boyfriends i must say it like a guy sometimes we just do not want to hear your voice we just do not we just do not want to hear your voices sometimes we just don't even want to feel your presence for a little bit sometimes we need a little bit of that cool breeze we need a little bit of that fresh air that space so that we can be boys so that we can do some of the shit that we enjoy doing because especially when it comes to when it comes to dealing with your better half obviously as much as you might enjoy being with them you want to be you as well and sometimes to some level you might find that you don't necessarily do the same number of things you can't do everything the same exact way when she's there versus when she's not there so obviously as a guy you might want a little bit of that space but 
when it gets to a stage where you're starting to call a fuck ton of times because even on this same line of thread the other people are commenting and talking about how they're getting 62 missed calls 30 something missed calls 20 something missed calls and i'm sitting back and i'm like who the hell has the time and the headspace to start calling you that many times that's a little too much if you ask me because the way i see it if you want to reach someone and tell them something if they don't pick up the call the first time then maybe try the second time but try it maybe a couple of minutes later probably they were busy with something probably they were occupied probably they couldn't even feel their phone maybe it's on vibrate and shit or maybe they left it in the charger and they were taking a dump i don't know i don't care but if you are continuously calling them it moves from the point of you trying to tell them something or at least it moves from them wanting to pick up the phone and listen to you to them just seeing your your contact number your contact name on like the call sign and everything and they're like ah fuck now i'm being pestered again and to be quite honest it is the truth we all do get tired of of seeing and being with certain people at certain times especially if you're an introvert or especially if you're a bit more antisocial than others then you'll probably go through such like with the two call thing i learned this actually from from my homie moriki mad shout out to you moriki if you're listening to this if you if you're trying to reach someone don't go past two missed calls and if you're even going to try going past that the most that i'd probably say you do is just send a text and i don't mean whatsapp text i don't mean a telegram or a dm send a regular text because when i hit you up the first time and you don't pick and then i hit you up the second time and you don't pick by that point in time if you see two missed calls there's probably something that i really wanted to tell you or there's something that i really wanted to find out those a close to urgent but those are pressing reason for me wanting to reach out so if you don't call me back then you clearly don't want to communicate you clearly don't want to talk so there's no need if i added the message and it probably had a snippet or it had a bit of information that i wanted or it had some of the information that i was trying to pass then it would give grounds for you to call back but if you don't do none of that then there's a pretty good reason that there's a pretty good idea that you know what probably they just don't want to talk to you and even to add to that considering that this is something that's happened to me not even with a babe with a nigger a homie of mine when you call a lot or at least when you do that so many times the value of your phone call reduces and as much as people never really put value on this shit it's actually something that happens on a subconscious level because the value of of someone who you hardly ever talk to calling is usually quite high because you'll see them call you like hmm this person never calls you'll almost always pick up but if it's someone that calls you constantly even when you don't want to be called you'll see their phone number even though it's an emergency you'll be like ah this person's probably disturbing me and no other way like this is something that happens to me i have a homie that hits me up on whatsapp then he'll call me then he'll text text then call 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 a bunch of times and he usually pisses me off and if he's listening honestly i don't give a shit it's annoying as hell like that's something that i might as well just tell everyone including the same person that's doing this so the way it is you probably don't need to call that much call twice then maybe text but i don't see why calling more than three times really is something that people do anyways that aside on to the next tweet women always claim to love a big penis until it arrives 
Then they just spend time running away from me on the bed. It's so annoying, but you can't relate, can you, Ant-Man? Okay, how would I put this? Minus the you can't relate, can you, Ant-Man bit, I will, I will agree to this to some level. I once sat down with a bunch of babes and we were talking about just normal sex matters and shit. And at some point, I made a joke about wanting, you know, one of the largest dicks ever, you know, getting 10, 12 inches. And I actually listened to how they were talking about it. And they were like, no, this is too much. As much as we used to want a big dick, we've matured now, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, they'd actually been getting some pretty good sized dick for a minute. And the point that came out was, yes, women claim to love big dicks, but it's sort of the same way guys will talk about wanting a chick with nice tits, nice ass, super slim body, and a pretty face. Like we talk about stuff that we want mostly because we're thirsty or we want something which has some of those features. But in reality, it's just because we're thirsty and or horny or we just have certain desires that are not entirely reminiscent of something that we want in the long term and the way i usually try to explain it is you might want all of that but in reality what it is that you actually want as a person might not even be that you might even see the person and you're like yes fine she's good or he's fine but it's too much or i don't really think that i really wanted that like i probably wanted something a little bit more because When it comes down to it, when you look at the reality of people and desires, the looks bit is only the first stage. That's just to get them past the first round of elimination. Well, it might get them through 99.9% of the work if if it's going to the bedroom and smashing. But when it comes down to a lot of these long term relationships, dating and other scenarios it's usually just the first stage of of the job after that that's when you find that you know how they relate to people their ability to have a conversation what they have between their ears that's when all of that comes into account but the way i see it most people are dreaming they don't really want that uh anyways next tweet oh and this one's a pretty sad one an 11 year old child committed suicide on mother's day as a gift to his mom He left a letter saying, On today's special day, I want you to be the happiest ever. Every day you used to say that happiness left your life the day I was born. You told me dad left us because of me, so today I want to change things. I want you to be happy and live as if I've never existed. You told me you'd never look at me with love, but I always loved you and admired you as the best mom on earth. I hope one day you will think of me. I hope in heaven you will finally hold me and kiss me. The best gift I could give you is leaving your life as you've always told me you wished I was never born. I love you, Mama. Happy Mother's Day. Those were his last words. The mother discovered his body with a letter and fled the scene right after. Scared she'd be held responsible for her child's suicide. All I have to say is do not have kids if you're not going to love them and treat them properly. They didn't ask to be there. Do not make their lives hell on earth to the point where they have to take their own lives for your horrible actions. And to that, I say facts. Now, as sad as this tweet is, I also do need to bring out another point. Having a child does not mean that the nigger will stay with you. I just had to put that out there. 
Okay, on the child's story, much as it looks like I was being insensitive and ignoring the main bits is, yes, if you are not ready to be a mother, if you're not ready to take care of someone, if you're not ready to ditch a lot of the things that you used to do while you were, you know, childless and and having fun with life, say in your 20s or even in your teens, because there's people that get kids in their teens, then by all means, go have an abortion. I'm one person who's not very pro-life, and this is part of the reason why I can say I'm not pro-life, because the child didn't choose to, to come to this world. The fact that you chose to let them come to this world and you were not prepared to become a bigger person so that you can take care of that child is in and of itself a crime. And the worst bit is for some of these people, they'll end up ditching their kids, move on with their lives, almost completely forget their children, and then they start becoming someone else's burden or a country's burden or in in a global perspective, in an entire species perspective, a civilization's problem. So by all means, if you're going to get a kid, please, please, please make sure you're ready to have one. And like I repeated, this whole idea of, of trying to trap a nigger by getting pregnant, it works on some guys, but some niggas will always run away. Some of us just aren't ready to start dealing with children. Or for the case of people that are sleeping with a married man or someone who already has kids, they aren't ready to deal with more children. I'm not going to start quoting future on this, but well, Bible of misogyny isn't exactly on your side here as well. Anyways, that being said, I need to get to the last tweet and this one's going to be interesting. If a motherfucker stop fucking with you while you're going through something, never fuck with them again. This was a tweet that was written by a woman, by a late, actually I'm not going to call it a lady, by a woman. And I don't even know how to put this out, but I'm gonna be straight up and honest with y'all. I don't agree to this. I honestly don't. If you're going through something, then there's a good chance that me ditching you or actually not to say ditching because ditching sounds a bit bad of a word, but me leaving you alone might be what's best for you. Like, I don't get why people usually talk about this and they're like, you should have been there for me. Sometimes you being left alone is actually a good thing. And I'm saying this as someone who also has things that he'll go through. Sometimes I just want to be alone. And when someone comes up and they're like, "Uh, you aren't there for me. I'm like, sometimes, well, you probably do better alone than when there's other people. Sometimes when there's other people, they just delay the inevitable or they delay the worst from happening. So I usually count that as, quite frankly, absolute bullshit. And not to belabor a point, but whenever it comes to shorties, whenever it comes to these women, they're almost always going through something. Actually, fuck the almost. They're always going through something. And considering that they're always going through something, then, well, I'm not saying you leave them alone all the time, but you pretty much just have to ask them, do you really want me here or should I just give you some space? That's probably the most courteous way to put it. For me, I'm the type of person who's a little less courteous and be like, all right, you know what? If you are going through something, then I guess once you're done with it, we can go back to talking, not because I don't care, not because I am heartless, but because sometimes you just need to deal with some things alone. If you say you genuinely need a friend and you ask me to be there, 
I might just rethink the whole thing, depending on the situation, of course. And at the end of it, when you look at some of the issues that we go through as people, most of them are better dealt with alone. Imagine if if someone of the opposite sex was asking you to be with them or to be there for them in a sense and they're going through something that has probably ruined their perception of dating and and possibly how would i look at it being with someone from the opposite gender for something more than just the bare essentials or probably they have a sex addiction probably they have attachment issues and they're like why can't you be there for me how exactly do you help them Helping them sometimes means you stepping back and saying, no, we're not taking it there. No, I'm not spending time with you. No, we're not going to chill together. It's a way of just telling them, you know what, you need to take a step back and start focusing on you and stop having me try to help you deal with a problem that's built for you. Because in reality, not everyone's problems are handled the same exact way. Just the same way I was talking about being pro-choice. Some cases... It's okay to have the baby. Some cases, it's a lot better to abort. And the world is even more complicated than that when it comes to different issues, especially mental ones. Sometimes, it's just better if we just give you some space. Sometimes you need to learn more about yourself. Sometimes you need a psychiatrist or a psychologist. So I don't see why it is that people usually come up and they're like, if you weren't with me during that time, then I don't see why it is that you deserve to be with me at my best. It's usually bullshit. And a lot of times, I've seen people, hell, maybe I've been one of those people, I spend time with someone, I'm there for someone during a very bad time. Take, for example, maybe I want to date this person, I really like them, and I'm like, you know what, I'll help you heal through this moment. And then you help them out, you spend time with them, you chill with them when they're crying over their boyfriends or past experiences or friends or some shit. They go through the ringer, they pretty much show you the worst and you remain there for them and then at some point things get better they improve they grow they become better people hell they become sexier they have that sex appeal like they're confident themselves they're looking mighty fine and then some other nigga comes through and then he starts hitting that tell me how you're gonna feel as a nigga and when you're busy trying to get your shot or like you know what can't we just be friends right now because I'm not looking at things going beyond this. I'm not really interested in having a thing with guys. Like this is something that happens to guys a lot. And I did talk about friend zone and the simps and simping in the previous episode. Or at least in this week's episode of Battle of the Sexes. You can go check that out. It's an episode right before this one. And I spoke about it. But just to say, sometimes we come and we help y'all. And then y'all end up friend zoning us. And then going to smash another nigga that probably never gave a shit. And he came when you were at your absolute best. And probably even ditched you when you were going through a lot of shit. So I don't know. The way I look at it, if you probably stopped thinking that everyone should be there for you when you're going through the ringer, then you'd probably understand that sometimes you have to deal with your shit yourself. Anyways, that's been it from me today on tweet street if you guys have any comments criticisms feedback y'all know where you can hit me at it is on the ig at break time on west side if you want to hit me up on twitter it is at bagaka the d the b and the d are capital i will see you guys later take care <laughs>